Hi, this is Eva. This is Macy. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Welcome back to the Do Y'all See This spoilerful review of Insecure. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. Before we jump right in, guys, we just wanted to let you know that what we've been doing with these episodes and Spotify is giving you an actual interaction point with us. When you go to our description in Spotify, at the bottom of it, it will have a poll or a question that we would love to hear back from you. You can tell us whether or not you are on um, condolences side or on Lawrence side or on Molly or Issa side, depending on what the episode is going for. So we are going to go ahead and head into the episode. Let's get in it. Why you gotta be so so this episode is called Faulty Okay. And I was going to actually give us a breakdown of how we do our episodes. That way you are on board with us from the start and then we'll jump right in. All right. So if you've been listening these last couple of weeks, you know that we have kind of a format. Um, first, we're going to check in with our fearsome four, talking Molly, Issa, Tiffany, and Kelly. Um, then we're going to go to Notable Quotable. So you know, the writers on the show are excellent. And sometimes we just have to talk about those quotes. Um, man candy. Yep. Um, we're going to go into the fluff, just kind of anything that doesn't fit in those first three categories. And then finally, we're going to leave you with our predictions. All right. And also a section that we, it's sometimes a hit or miss just because of depending on who's on the episode, you will sometimes also hear us discuss people we see. And when we do discuss people we see, we'll also give away for you to be able to get on their socials or if you'd like to contact them let them know how great they're doing on the episode we'll leave that in the description box for you as well so like Eva said we're gonna jump right in so we're going into the fearsome four which um we are getting more of the four we have three this episode yes so we actually have kelly molly and Issa, and we are going to start with kelly which is wild because it's like i can actually see i guess if we follow kelly through the show you can see the progression of time because clearly this is um after the baby shower and they they are aware that she stopped drinking as well so I was like, okay, it seems like they are at least all still connected somehow. But I didn't hear anyone ask about uh, Tiffany, though. Mm-hmm. Tiffany at, at all. all. Like there was no mention Not of her entire all. episode. So I was like, hmm, <laughs> that kind of tells me what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Maybe she's going to be pushed off, but whatever. We'll get more into that in predictions. But also um, with Kelly, I <laughs> we see that in this episode, she's definitely on her path for to enlightenment today on super soul sunday and she's not drinking because she says she's putting that on snooze until she gets to her path of enlightenment so i think uh her rushing into it this episode may see her lit on the next episode i think we saw a lot more emotional stuff from her even though it was kind of in the background and they were kind of playing it for laughs although we don't usually get to see that of with kelly i it is going to be interesting to see 
if there's going to be a flashback after this. So, yes. All right. So you want to move on? Like we said, we didn't see anything from Tiffany. So so we can jump right on to Molly. Yes. And I really felt I was feeling Molly this episode. Um, honestly, it was more so, even though we're going to discuss more of it later, she's really, it seems like she's back in the saddle. She's not doing things for herself anymore. Um, <laughs> yes. and also with that, it seems that she has a, a different level of confidence that she's working with now. And mm-hmm. it seemed like that helped to play a stronger role with her relationship with Issa. Mm-hmm. Because like when it seems like she was more clutch in their friendship. Like in the, th- in the times when Issa was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is going on. I'm not sure what's going on here. She was like, okay, what you want to do? And to me, that kind of echoes back to when um, in the episode where they went to Stanford, where she was saying to, what Issa was saying to Molly, hey, you weren't even caring about that guy. You just knew that you would be great. So it's kind of like an echo between them. Of, Remember back then I was telling you, you just need to, what, what you want to get out of it. Now she's telling Issa, what do you want to get out of this? If he's not feeling you, okay, that's fine. But is there something that you want from this? And I, I mean, so far, this is probably the best I've seen Molly. Because <laughs> I feel like she's a horrible friend. I went back and watched the whole, the whole, all the seasons. And wow. whew, Molly does not, <laughs> she, she really don't, she don't make the cut for me in most seasons. But in this one, so far, she's at least, you know, getting back up to where she needs to be as a friend. I do like that she said, one, she is absolutely back on the dating grind. She is, you know, on the apps and doing mm-hmm. what she needs to do. Grind. Yes. <laughs> Emphasis <laughs> on. Um, so, but yes, I like that you brought up the confidence and you really do see that in Molly. And I think that's going to be interesting to see because, and a lot of that is kind of looking back, she saw where she was and what she was doing in those relationships before. And she's like, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And so now she's bringing this confidence where she's like, I'm going to get what I want. And, yep. you know, I'm not going to be settling, but also I'm not going to be like that person that I was before either. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see where she goes from here. True, true. All right. So uh, with Issa, Issa's walking into this episode kind of unsure of where her and Nathan are. And we will get more into this in the fluff. But just to let you know where the episode kind of starts off that she's really um having a conversation with her girls kind of just being like I don't know what's going on I haven't heard from Nathan we really you know we've talked but not about this and what I found funny throughout this episode and we'll dig deeper later is that even though she's saying that they haven't talked at all this week about this it seems like every time they are around each other they delve into this instead of talking about any other thing. And I think most of that is probably because what you immediately see when she gets around Nathan is she is awkward again. And not one friend, not two friends tried to save her here the entire time. She's just like, um, talking into a microphone in her hand. She's answering questions (laughs) that no one asked. And I was just like, no one, like, there's no friend in the ether for her. No one can just be like, kind of wave. Just, that's when the earthquake should have happened. Right then, to shut her up. To shut her up. Because there's never a moment when she just is to shut up. <laughs> so, uh, I think that was one of the last things I had for Issa. I was like, yeah, Issa, stay Issa. awkward. Yes, bruh. Every moment. I even wrote that down. I was like, she's definitely just not going to ease into it. She just can't not Mm-mm. be awkward. It's like not for eight no. minutes. She cannot do it. <laughs> um, 
And in addition to the thing with Nathan, she's also having to deal with now she's having that social media backlash from yes. Crenshaw because Crenshaw is doing a little something, something. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm glad that she noticed. She was like, I knew as soon as I said that we were going to be uh, this partnership with this company, here he comes. Now, he didn't say anything. Yeah. He was quiet the whole time after um, after his event. He was quiet on social media against her. He didn't say anything. He just let all his stuff sell. He made sure he was good. All of that. He didn't say nothing. Oh, he said this and he said that. He didn't say none of that. Then all of a sudden, her, her, um, mm-hmm. the block decides to partnership with, what is it, in MBW, <laughs> and he all of a sudden, oh, back out here, oh, it's a this, it's a that, it's a not kin, all kin folk isn't, all skin folk isn't kin folk, like all of that. Where was this energy when your stuff was selling out, my guy? You didn't have none of that energy. You was quiet. You was, oh yes, look at us working together, kin folk and skin folk all together. Yeah, you have none of that energy then. Uh, one thing before we move on out, I had, um, I know I've been talking about Molly's haircut and is this funny thing that happened during the episode where she was, um, like talking to Issa and she was saying something and she tried, she kind of did like this coy look where she was like looking down and looking away. And I was like, I think she's forgotten. She has no bangs to hide behind. She, I think she's completely <laughs> forgotten that there's no hair there. So these little coy, low looks are just nothing with her big eyes. Like, it's just, you're out there looking around. (laughs) And I think she forgot that in a moment. And I was like, I caught it. She was trying to look demure. And ma'am, you're out here in a bikini with your whole face out. It's not going to happen. Not going to (laughs) happen. So, talking about that exact moment, we're going to move on over to Notable Quotables. And one of the first things that I put down was, they neck and neck. (laughs) For seeing me naked. <laughs> I was like, yes. Now that is, and the funny thing is I have my captions on. So it says any K, any K, any KKID. And I just couldn't stop. I was like, yes. Yes, yes the alliteration. Yes, make that point. Get it across. I was like, yes, neck and neck for seeing me naked. I was like, I enjoyed this. <laughs> So I had one and I thought this was so much fun. They did. um, So there was a spade scene um, and you know how spades is. (laughs) So um, I love, I don't, I see now I can't remember who it was, but it was such a good line. Someone was like, the cutoff is 16 because evidently Issa doesn't know how to play spades. First of all, what is Pity Pat? I've never heard of Pity Pat in my entire life. I was like. (laughs) Me either. I was like, what? what is this game? Is not the word spades universal? Like, even if you don't know how to play, you know what spades is. Yes. And for her to be like, it's pity, is it pity pat? And I love how someone... It was Kelly. It was Kelly. Go ahead. It was Kelly. She was like, ain't nobody trying to teach you spades, Joe, big age. I was like, yes. <laughs> Look. Yes. You know that's my phrase right there. I, I like, love to tell somebody at their big age. Yes. Or I'd be like, at my big age. I love it. So... Yeah. Look. Okay. There was one more from the Spades game. I oh. have to. We have to put out in the world because it made me entirely too happy. Kelly goes, "Call us librarians, cause we got books." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> would be the one that would be the one. I was like, so happy. there was one early on where Eric comes in and he's like, mm, "Look at us out here frolicking." I didn't even know we frolicked. And I was like, 
You know, that is such a nice way to describe like looking out and seeing a, a ocean of black people. We just frolicking. I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that imagery he gave. <laughs> um, also, there was another one that Kelly gave right at the beginning. And she was kind of like, dang, we are a monolith. And it, I could not stop laughing because as a black person, that is one of the biggest things that we are always saying. Because when situations occur, you always have to be like, okay, we're all not the same. Black people are always not doing the same. Even though we can all kind of understand each other, it's not, we're not all the same. Some of us like, you know, rock, some of us like R&B. But in this moment, we all was at this beach. And at that moment, we were all a monolith to Kelly. Um, so the only other one is actually going to be in my fluff because I loved it so much, but I, I it, it has to go into the fluff section. Okay. So I'm going to have to bring it back up. Okay. But so hopefully I don't hit it when I when I run through my few here. Yes. All right. Go ahead. So um a few more of my notable quotables was oh, I ain't stressing over a nigga that went to scared straight high. I couldn't stop laughing. I okay because <laughs> no. not last week well, the other week you were all supporting him and his endeavors and then today you shady boots. Shady I was like, mm. his um yes. background and past in prison was a strength before, and now all of a sudden, this I was like, but I'm sorry, when you're hitting me low, yes, and talking about he was he grown up in suburbia, I was like, which means that she knew that before when she was in there saying that he's part of the mm-hmm. neighborhood, he's part of Crenshaw, like yeah, 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 you knew where he grew up before. Mm-hmm. So there was a moment in the show where Issa walks off and she gets hit in the face with a balloon. I mean, a, a ball, a, a plastic yes. ball. <laughs> and I swear in that moment, the girl who was talking sounded like Trina. Do you remember there was a girl who was a tenant of Issa's? And she ended up saying, after the party, y'all can go on. There's an after party in my apartment. And Issa was like, no, no, there's no after parties. And then in one of the episodes, Kelly invited <laughs> the girl. She was like, who's here? Who's here for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever? And come to find out it was teen, it was Trina and her, her son. I think that was the voice of the person who said, hey, rainbow girl, pass us our ball. It sounded like her. It sounded like Trina. So if any of you guys go back out there and rewatch the episode, listen to that moment and tell me, doesn't that sound like Trina? I swear it's her. Like maybe she's somebody who also works on the show some other way and they just used her voice at that time. But it was like perfect. I was like, that sounds like Trina's at the party, which she's from the neighborhood. So she would know. I mean, yeah. All right. All right. Let's see what else I got. Oh, several. So um, (laughs) when Sequoia shows up and she's like, uh, let me know if you tripping. Because that's why my my bag stay packed. I was like, hmm. I kind of use that because people stay tripping on me. And I was like, you must keep your bags packed. <laughs> you must keep them packed. And I think my last one, guys, is going to be, he worried about the wrong cat. Yes. Like, <laughs> the way she did that in that moment, I was like, I watched it twice. Because I was like, can he not hear her? Because she turned her, she only turned her face. She only turned her face and not her body, not scooted over or anything. I was like, he's sitting there like he ain't hear that. And I would have been like, man, forget you. But um, really, dude, the cat needs to be let out. Where? It's an outside cat? Get out of here. You can always come back and hang with me and Mr. Jingles. (laughs) 
I'm not gonna lie. When he started talking, I thought he was gonna say he had a whole family or something because. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was like the way he was leading up to it. Then he was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta like let the cat out." I was like, "What?" I- I was done. I was like, mm, yeah, I'm glad that she was like, Eric, I'm with you. I'm with you because yes. this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. All right, guys. So we're going to hop right on over to people we see. And honestly, there was there was a few uh, new characters, but I'm just going to highlight just one. I wanted to highlight Risha this episode because I feel like not only is she a, a regular now at this point, at least for the shop, yes. but her being in this episode actually helped push Issa into the mindset of uh, moving forward. She actually showed us that these guys know nothing. All in the, you know, the few moments that she was throughout the show. So, starting off, her name is Risha. She works in the shop. I actually found her information. So, her real name is Brittany, Brittany Ayana. And what I found funny is, this girl is not, this woman, excuse me, is not just a actress. She's a producer. She also does her own stunts. I was like, wow, look at her out here, just thriving. I as as Kelly would say, she's thriving and everything she touches is flourishing. I was like, okay, Risha, okay, so you you've earned your spot this week. You are the people we see, especially when she came in there and told them this is just some regular Avena. Mm-hmm. I was like, he really? Oh, is it two o'clock already? I guess it's time for me to put on another coat of a lotion, my guy. And then when she ran off into the ocean, talking about some say less, it looked warm to yes. me. Yes, Issa said. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Threw them clothes off and ran to the uh, ocean. Because I was like, oh, because at first I was like, who is she? And then I was like, oh, she's the other barber who came in. I was like, I got it. Yes. Who came in and was like, your client out there with his baby on the way. Yes. Like his baby just went in, his girl, his girlfriend or whatever just went into labor. Yeah, you need to get on out there. That was her. Look at Risha doing yes. things. So we will be moving right on to Man Candy. And I think, honestly, this is probably going to be the episode where we got the most man candy. There was a lot. There was a lot. And I feel like it was a lot for a lot of people. I can definitely say there wasn't a lot of man candy in this episode for me. But I feel like those of you out there probably thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, So I'm just going to run down some of the people. We had Eric, who was the one that Molly ended up going to the Jason Jason Derulo party with. <laughs> then of course we have our mainstay man candy nathan yes and um <laughs> there was something i wanted to say about him i don't know he's awkward too just as awkward as Issa is there was a moment that i wanted to bring up and i'm just gonna mention it here and we can talk about more later is that when they were bringing in the shots Yes. And somebody said something like, um, Issa said, oh, look at you reading my mind. And he was like, yeah, uh, you read my mind. He was like, I am trying to. And I was like, geez, he's just as awkward as her. Like, that was just like, were you trying to sing that? Were you trying to be 
but they're trying to be under your breath. Like, it's just weird that him and her both stay on that weird level and they don't acknowledge it to each other. Like, it's like, he be weird, she be weird, and they both be just smiling. But um, <laughs> moving on, there's also Johnny. Johnny was the competition for Molly this episode against Eric, which is also what I found weird because I felt like it seemed like Johnny was trying to be competition for Eric and then he just stepped himself on out the game. Or as Molly said, he eliminated himself or disqualified himself because he was very upset when Eric showed up and was trying to get him, get mm-hmm. her a drink and everything. Yeah. Well, right? Then he was, he did, well, I mean, maybe because once she was like, all right, she was like, Eric, I'm going with you. I think he was like, okay, he was not going to try anymore after that. But I just felt like he had been trying so hard. Yeah, well, I felt like right before, I felt like right before with the jingles thing, that's when he was just like, I don't know if he was just trying to separate her from the group then, maybe. Maybe he thought she was just going to be like, okay, I'll go with you and the cat. Do you think maybe that's what was going on? I don't know. It was just weird, right? Yes. Um. Okay, so who else was, oh, can't forget, uh, Mo. <laughs> Yes, I love Mo. <laughs> if anyone is unsure of who Mo was, he's actually the one who kept singing Jason Derulo every time he thought about Jason Derulo, he <laughs> heard about Jason Derulo, he made sure to just let us know, you know, that was stuck in his brain because he wanted to fight. He wanted to tussle. And I kept wondering, what the heck does that mean? Does he, he clearly he doesn't really want to fight him. Is that like lingo for a, a dance battle? I don't know. You know, I don't know. All I know is Mo was very committed. He was like, I want to get in to see Jason Derulo. Yes. And when he got left out, he was very disappointed that his friend left him outside. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh. The fact that he thought Eric was going to choose him over Molly because he was like, I can only, Eric was like, I can only get one of you in. I can only get one of you in. And then Mo stepped up like, let's do this, my guy. Yes. And he's like, uh, Molly. <laughs> he was so disappointed in his friend. I was disappointed in Mo because I'm like, y'all two sat in the car and had a full um, full conversation about barbering Molly, and he was clearly not talking about giving her a shape up. <laughs> and then you really thought that you were going to be the one who was going to get in? Come on. If that was not a guarantee that he was going to get a chance to shape her up, what? come on. He was just going to be like, yeah, I'll take you, Mo, into the party, not this girl I'm trying to get with. Like, come on, my guy. I don't know. I really didn't see Thomas's man candy. I did. I, you think so? You know what? I, On the one hand, yes. But also because he came with the wife and because of the whole situation that came up later, which we'll probably discuss a little later. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> it was just like less... But when he was enjoying himself and when him and Nathan were kind of, you know, they were getting that that cousin vibe. They were like hanging out and having fun. And I just enjoyed that very much. I see what you're going for with like how we discussed Derek before in Man Candy. Yeah. I just I just don't see him as eye candy. But hey, that doesn't matter. Oh, I Ever put him on the list. That's right. It's subjective. <laughs> it's on the list. It now. is subjective. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, are we missing anybody? Oh, there was some guy who was lotioning himself up right at the beginning of the episode. I'm sure somebody loved that, but I, I'm good. I don't even know. Who I you're think it may have been about. a lifeguard. I think it may have been a lifeguard right at the okay. beginning. As soon as the episode starts, there's a guy who's rubbing on his pectorals right at the beginning. Yes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So once we go into fluff, my first thing is going to be that. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell you. So we are actually heading that way. Eva yes. got us right in the car in our yes. lift. Apparently, that we have a driver who can't stop talking. Yeah. That was crazy. That was... And the funny thing is, I thought he was a friend. I thought he was one of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize that it was a lift driver until she was like, he don't shut up. This driver is crazy if you're like, yes. yeah, I was like, hmm, that's the driver? Okay. He really is uh, talking his head off. But uh, moving on, guys, we are at the fluff. And as Eva mentioned earlier, the fluff, we're just going to, it's going to be stuff that really didn't hit other uh, portions of the show, but we still wanted to get our point of view out there on it and just discuss with each other. So you said you that you wanted the lifeguard dude to be your first thing? The very first okay. scene, yes. When you come into the episode, the very first scene is, is the lifeguard lathering himself up in sunscreen. And it made me so happy because please wear y'all sunscreen. <laughs> please wear your sunscreen. Um, so I just thought that was really nice to see. I do not reapply because I don't go into the water. They were actually trying to reapply if it wasn't just for Avino. I know. What? Yes. Because he told him you're going to be out here but looking I like a like cherry. Yes. He said you got... <laughs> what I said... I like that so much. So that was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed the light spike in this episode. Like, they really Bruh, were hitting... They were roasting the mess out of Nathan. Yes. With his colored self. Like, I was just... I couldn't stop. Yes. Right, light eyes and all this. I was like, like oh, and look at you in your leaf. And then, I yes! couldn't stop laughing. I was like, that is so good. The light spike in this episode was really like rounding up. Like it was just good. And while we're talking, they were in the car, and him and his friend Nathan and his friends mm-hmm. were talking, and they were roasting the mess out of him because he was kind of complaining. He was telling him about yep. the whole situation about the crying into her mm-hmm. his mouth. And he was like, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know. And, and then they were like, well, you do have that let me cry yes. on your shoulder energy. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I really liked in that in that the portion of the show is that they not only showed us how guys really do have conversations. And not only is it a conversation about trying to get some where the guy was talking about with Molly, but it also was them, him telling what happened and then them giving a real side of it. Like, okay, but you're saying that she may not, like, you you don't know where she is. Like, she all over the place. But she's in the car going with us to the next stop. She ain't got to do that. Yeah. And, like, it came from a real perspective moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. And I think that was one of the things they did say. They were like, but she did, you know, she cried on your shoulder. Like, you need to, you know, take into account that mm-hmm. thing. I thought that was a really nice moment. But, yeah, I just thought it was hilarious because they were, you know, they were roasting him in the car. And I was like, they had been roasting him all day. Yep. There was another scene before we move on to anything else. There was the when the guy showed up with the pizzas. And Nathan ended up dropping the pizza. I know what you're talking about. What to say. And the guy was like, whatever, I'm staying. The party just started <laughs> for me. And I was like, I know the pizza not good. I know that pizza not good, my guy. He picked mm-hmm. it up and shook it off. I was like, Mm-mm. so you, I know all them boxes didn't open up. I know they all didn't. Yet you chose no. the pizza that was in the sand. I know it's not good. I don't know where that came from. Because that's exactly what I thought. So I was like, ew, why is he picking up the one that fell on the ground? Like there's enough in between that he should have been. I just, I was like, no, 
That's gross. And I'm gonna be honest, we don't do that type stuff. Yes, <laughs> we would have correct. And we, and we as a people would have had hot dogs, <laughs> hamburgers, and stuff out there, and chicken on a grill. He wouldn't even had to tell people that they they were gonna have food. Someone would have came with the stuff. You know, like I felt like this is not a us moment. This is a we don't know him moment. You know what I'm saying? Like. And he was like, I got all this mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I got all this mustard. Like, this mustard. And you know he ain't keep no receipt. What am I supposed to do with all this mustard? They're going to have to have cookouts <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yes. All right. So what else did you have for the fluff, Ev? All right. Um. So uh, that was one. I love the right in the beginning when the friends are, when Issa and her friends are walking onto the beach. And there's a direct reference to a moment that you actually talked about where she says, I'm going to try not to cry in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like because i know them tears were salty i know yes. it. i know it i was she like know it. ma'am ma'am it's literally like she's listening that's all i'm saying yep <laughs> they got they hardwired into our show i know it i can yes. hear them hey Issa. you know we would love to be the authorized podcast for any of your other shows we would happily <laughs> you know do it for Take money exclusively yeah <laughs> Okay, so one of the other things that they started to bring up in this episode was really uh, pounded home for me, I feel like, with introducing Thomas and Velma, who are yes. Nathan's cousins. Well, Thomas is his cousin, and Velma is obviously Thomas's wife, so cousin-in-law. And they actually, the only relatives that he has that live there as well, and they live in Lawndale, which I guess apparently isn't that far but it still came as a surprise to Issa when she's like, so I'm, I don't know how I didn't know this. Like I've known you for over a year now and we've been friends all this time. And yet, yeah, yeah, the whole time he's acting like he was um, out here by himself. So what it looked like to me and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, I didn't even realize that they had been showing us in the show some of his, uh, take off tendencies with the bipolar that yeah. even before he was he moved in with uh what was his name Andrew Andrew he he was showing that then like he had taken off and he hadn't come back for a while and stuff like that but when they first introduced Thomas and Velma I was like wow she hates his guts yes right later yes. find out that they had both agreed to kind of make her the villain, I was like, when I was looking back on it, I was like, mm, she understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. Because she was like, mm-hmm. I'm the villain, heard. I'm the villain. And she made um certain, I don't know what's the word, uh, knocks at him and jabs at him. Yes. It was like she was making that it was understood that she was the one who didn't like him and not the his cousin and to come to find out that it wasn't even really how she felt it was because i thought it was weird that when it came time to go to the jason derulo party that she was so like no go ahead i was like oh that's a turn because this whole time she's been like nathan's off in the wind something's going on you know what i'm saying like it seemed like the whole time she was more so ready to deter him and i was just like really surprised so the note that I actually have is, oof, there is a story. So when they were introduced, when Velma comes in and she automatically has like a mm-hmm. sneer on her face when she's talking to Nathan. Like you said, she really understood yeah. the assignment. She took it to heart. She did the whole thing. I was like, is there a further story that we don't know about 
you know, between her and him. I thought maybe her and Nathan. Yes. And then I thought maybe there was some flirtation yes. or something. Yes. And then there was a moment where yeah. I don't remember what exactly was said, but it was something um like I don't know if if Thomas said something about um about Nathan being gone for a while, like being in prison. I don't know if, if I misunderstood that at all. Yes, he said something like "y'all in prison bay" right here. Yes. And I okay. I immediately oh, thought right, when I mix it up. is there a moment here where is he telling his inform like his business? But yes. then I realized they were talking. Oh, I was about- glad Kelly said it. She was like, <laughs> "He does look like him. He does look like him." And but before she said that, I was thinking. So was he in jail? Yes, me too. And they don't want to tell us. Also, if you notice, um, he says she says hi to the group. Velma says hi to the group, but Nathan never introduces her to the group. He doesn't say this is Velma. He says hi, this is Thomas, my cousin, and then he just goes off. He never says he doesn't introduce her to the group or anything like that. I was like, mm, well, it's I guess there's a reason she don't like you. Like mm-hmm. just from the beginning That's of what- them. Uh, introducing yes. them, she was just definitely put in the forefront as the one who they doesn't like him. Yes, and there were like these snide little comments she would say, and you were like, "Dang, you know what did mm-hmm. he do? What <laughs> like right. what happened?" It's like that's just like Nathan. That is yeah. like him. Mm-hmm. Just like, like wow, she's just going yeah out of her way. And then to hear later, it was almost like she was trying to go. Yeah, it was yes. like she was going overboard, especially for the fact of that there were strangers yeah. there to her. Because she had to know it is. It was very. I weird. was like, that's weird, right? Right. So, and it was such a weird moment. Yes, when you finally find out afterwards, but um, that it was mm-hmm. Thomas who made the decision to kick Nathan out of the house and not Velma at all. So, and I mean, he had a good reason. It wasn't like it, he just on some random exactly. thing. You know, Nathan was leaving doors open yeah. and staying out all night and all kinds of stuff and you know mm-hmm. coming back days later no warning nothing you know what i'm saying but as we find out later he definitely was at the peak of his bipolar uh i feel like i can't think of the rest of that diagnosis is it bipolar depression bipolar disorder yes is that what it is a disorder okay um, so at that time there was peak of it. And so he really was like going off when he started mentioning, I honestly thought he was going to stop because you could see how uncomfortable Nathan was when he first said, yeah, he ran off to be like, um, their tour manager or something. Yeah. And then they went off into how he was just like a leaf. And I just loved how Issa came to his rescue, how she was like, every time, um, Velma would say something or Thomas would say something that was, it may not even been disparaging in the moment. It just, she took her cue from Nathan. She could see either he got uncomfortable, he disliked it, whatever it was. And she would immediately jump in and be like, well, I'm glad he blew this way. Well, I'm glad he's this and I'm glad he's that. And so, I feel like even without um, saying it clearly, she was making it known, you know, I got your back. I'm on your side and stuff like that. So we want to move more into Nathan and Issa. Because honestly, most of this episode kind of just like filtered around them trying to get to the end point of where they did. Because they would start talking once and then somebody would come in like Thomas and Velma Uh or they would start to introduce something and guy would show up with the pizzas. And for the fact that in the beginning of the episode, Issa is more like, well, we've been talking, but we haven't talked about this. It seemed like every time they had a second together, 
she brought up this. Now, I was very proud of her for the fact of that when she really did get into it, she was like, you know, I'm really sorry that I made things awkward. But why you bounce on me like that? I was like, yes, that is, well, that's one of the other things like that needed to be addressed here. Like you clearly saw I was going through something and yeah, you didn't even say bye. Like, I understand if you have to leave, but you didn't even say bye. Mm-hmm. And, and then you notice that he did what she normally does. That dumb joke. He was like, well, the taco carts yeah. do kind of close early. And her face was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it. That's not, yeah, not going to fly this time. Nice try, though. I put that, too. I said, um, yeah. good job, Issa, on the healthy talk with the man. Because I thought, yes, this is how you do it. You work it out until it's worked out, until it's resolved. So I thought that was really nice. If it's worth it. Yes. Yeah. Another part is I was like, not one earthquake, but two earthquakes, really? Like, I'm good over here on the East Coast. I'm good. I'm good. They definitely showed me then. There's no part of me that even (laughs) wants to be on the West Coast. I should have mentioned this earlier, but I thought it was so funny um, that Issa is so awkward that even when she's, like, trying to throw shade at Risha, it's so awkward that it just came out like she was just being observant. I guess she would float with those things. It's like, (laughs) you're trying to be catty and you don't even know how to do the cat part right, ma'am. Like, you gotta... (laughs) You got to time that right. And she was not at all. It was like, yeah, look at her. You look like, you look like, I'm like, come on, girl. Come on. Like, stop. At all. I already talked about like how I really liked that Issa was stepping in to support Nathan. I think that was one of the things that as they were delving more into his disorder to actually show, you know, Issa's here for that. Like them being a, being friends, she really does value it. It's not just her saying, I want to be your friend. And obviously, we know she wants to be more than friends. But I feel like she really um, cherished that relationship more than just, you know, in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. And there was a moment when he is walking away from her at the when he when uh thomas has has told him that whole business about he's the one who made the decision and he's like Mm -hmm. i need a minute and i think there's such a nice moment because um like you said because they're friends she can tell when i need a minute doesn't mean leave me alone completely it means come and get me you know what i mean like sometimes you have to know Mm -hmm. the difference between you know i need a minute and i need to be alone and you can't talk to me or i'm gonna say some, some stuff that i shouldn't say and I just need you to be next to me and, you know, put me in the right headspace. And I thought that was such a nice moment, too. Yeah, I really thought in that moment it was going to go either one of two ways. Either she was going to turn her back and go into the party and we weren't going to see him again. Mm. Because the way he was walking off really just seemed like he was yeah. destined to just walk off. And I was like, maybe this is going to be a turning point for him where he's just like, you know what? Nobody cares. I'll just keep on walking and disappear again. And I love that when he stopped, that she was there yeah so it was like yeah i want to be alone but alone with you correct (laughs) and i I really i really like that uh so we're now going to get into our predictions coming out for your free reading let's start with kelly okay oh we can start with tiffany i mean she wasn't really in this episode so i don't really know if we really want to give her a prediction i think everybody knows how we feel about what they're going what i feel like they're going with tiffany and if we get more of Tiffany, we'll discuss. But if not, uh, we may have to just bring it down to the terrific three guys. Yeah. So I wonder if the way they're going to do it is that Derek and Tiffany are going to move away. Like they're going to move to a neighborhood, even though they live in a pretty nice, you know what I mean? 
But if they're going to move somewhere else mm-hmm. for work or for whatever, and that way, that's how they're going to kind of taper her out. Could be, could be. So, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, moving with the, on to Kelly. Kelly, I feel like she is clearly getting closer to her enlightenment. Um, she's getting guests for her show. Yes. And, right, I heard that. But also... I think the next couple of episodes, we're either going to see her completely break away from this enlightenment or she's reached it because we did not see her at the end of this episode. We left her with having a breakthrough, eating taquitos. (laughs) So either she had the complete breakthrough there or she didn't and she's still going to be on that path of enlightenment. So I think we'll get a decision coming up in the next couple of episodes with her. I think we're going to see more of her podcast. So that I'm very excited to see because they keep bringing it up. It keeps kind of, it's in mm-hmm. the background right now, but I think we're going to have, like something is going to happen. Maybe she says something on the podcast that ends up being, you know, a thing in the show or an issue in the show. Oh, or yeah. Something. It could bleed through. You're right. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they how how that gets balanced out. But I do think we're going to see a little mm-hmm. bit more of the of the podcast. So I'm very excited to see that. All right. So what about Molly? Molly, I think we are. You said something before. You felt like we were going to see more of her work. I think either that's going to have to come up in one of the next episodes or they're not going to touch it because I feel like with the episodes dwindling down it would be kind of irresponsible to just start putting more work in if they if they yeah. are not going to introduce it at this next episode. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays. Um, it seems like she's holding down all her all her boxes. Like everything is in place and she's working well. She's living well. She has understanding of herself. It feels like she has some control. So I feel like there's going to be like some whirlwind that's going to happen in her life. Hopefully not. Uh, crossing my fingers there, but I feel like that's the that's the logical place that a show would have to go, and I don't want it for her because I feel like she's finally just getting a handle. So I feel like either some take up. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be very sad. Don't say that. Oh man, don't say that. I don't want to be sad. Don't. Don't Sorry. say that. Um, you have any? That sounds like you know something. I'm not gonna do it with no. You're not gonna tell me. Don't spoil. We may be spoiled, so, before, but we won't yeah. spoil the next episode. Okay. Yes. No. So I did watch the preview for the next episode and there is going to be something. No. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it looks like we're going to be focused a lot on Molly in the next episode or uh, on Molly's life. And I think that oh. you should probably prepare yourself. Um, but I also think that this moment is going to be one where we're, we've seen, okay. we're seeing Molly kind of getting back out into the dating world and kind of, you know, finding herself there. And then also having a really good place at work. Like she's enjoying the work, mm-hmm. she's doing the work. And I think that there is going to be something that kind of shakes up who she is and, and her confidence and shakes up her side. So, Oh gosh. I always hope I'm wrong with my predictions. I'm always hoping that I'm wrong when I bring up bad stuff. <laughs> and yet and still, I have been so, right. Um, yeah, go ahead. For Issa? Let's, yeah, let's jump over to Issa. And so with Issa, I feel like with that kiss, that means that we're getting more of Nathan, which I love. Yay, Team Nathan. <laughs> uh, but I still haven't seen that one scene where we see uh nathan her and lawrence so i know that's got to be coming up mm-hmm. but with what you're telling me it makes me think that it may be a somber meetup it may be something where other things are going on and that scene occurs in the background of it so i, I okay i'm gonna say something that people aren't going to like uh i think 
Lawrence and Credenza are going to be getting back together. <laughs> just because in the last episode, it really looked like he's moving back. And then with him moving back and actually being in the baby's life more and her seeing him there and wanting him there, I think they'll probably end up trying to work it out again. I'm not saying that they're going to stay together, but I can definitely see them trying to at least make a happy home for for. Elijah Mustafa Walker. <laughs> that is a name, baby. That is a name. So I have a couple of predictions. So I think that Lawrence is going to show up and Issa is going to have to, again, balance that um, that choice of in Nathan. I think that she's going to have that moment of doubt when he shows up. And I'm like, and also I actually have the opposite um, opinion on Lawrence and Condola. <laughs> Really? Yes. I don't think, I think they're going to make a choice of how to proceed and they're not going to do, they're not going to be together at all. I think they're going to give Condola a new man so that we can forgive Lawrence for his (laughs) past sins. (laughs) This is the thing. I feel like if they give her a new man, then that's going to throw in another wrench of him having to watch another man partially raise his child. So I don't know if they put that in there that quickly. Uh, Part of the reason of why I feel like they're going to allow her and Lawrence to have a a budding relationship is just because how annoying it would be to Issa. And (laughs) also, I feel like people who have babies with people that they're not with always have that thing in their mind of it would all be good if we're all together. And they always have to at least try that to figure out that it doesn't work. Like just because like, I think they have to try the, for the baby relationship to find out we cannot stay together for the baby. You know what I'm saying? Cause they weren't together before, which makes you think they, but I did yeah. see these little looks and stuff. It seemed like when they were around each other, like at the birthday party and stuff like that, when they were kind of neutral that it was like, Hmm. Maybe I'll give him a chance again. He got to get his act together, but maybe I will. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I think I saw kind of moments like that. So I think they will at least try. I don't think it'll last at all, but I do think they'll try. Yeah. I mean, okay. So what do you think? I do want to know what you think may happen between Issa and Crenshaw because that has to get worked out. I don't know. Oh, like that. It does. So that last tweet that she sent, I think was not. The best choice. That's what I was going to say. Um, I think the, the biggest issue of her sending that was, I, I this was the confusion that I had. And I told you I had to watch the episode twice. Um, I had a little confusion when she sent it because I was like, dang, did she, I thought maybe she was like the media person for NBW. Yeah. And that's not what it was. She sent a message to him. She sent a actual message to Crenshaw to say, wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And he took it and posted it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. But I love that Koya is in and ready. Koya was ready. She, right. As soon as she <laughs> sent the message and he posted it, she was like, what did you do? You know what? Don't worry. It'll, it'll, they don't even worry about them. You know, Twitter is fickle. They'll move past it. But also if he doesn't get it, I will. And I'm just interested in what is she going to do? Like, I want her to dead it. I want her to dead it because I want to see right. what else Koya does. And I love that she was. She was like, I'm so <laughs> mad. I'm leaking. And she literally was having a nosebleed at the time. I just yes! love it. I love watching <laughs> Courtney Taylor work. Her work is just so um, authentic to 
her as a, a comedian, it, it just I see her bleeding through the character completely, and I can't imagine uh, someone else playing that role. No, at all. Mm. I and I feel like Crenshaw's gonna have to get his act together. Yeah, because what he's gonna find is what he's gonna find is that working with other companies after this blowout, after changing up things that they asked him to to take out, other people ain't gonna work with him that way. Yeah. He may have gotten away with it with this one because they had a liaison in between the big company and him. But what he's going to find is it is not going to play that way if he's going to be the media, the mediation between his company and another. He's going to find out they don't want to play with you. They don't want to hear what you feel. And if we give you a budget of this and you we tell you you got to take out this and that cuts the budget to this. That money is coming directly out of you, my guy. It is not coming out of the money that we set aside for you, out of the money that you make. Yeah. And I bet he'll change his story. So I think we will see him and her have to come back together for something. Yes. Just because, like she said, uh, MBW now has the stamp that they- uh, The credibility. Founded him or whatever. Yeah. So I do think they'll have to work again together. And I think he's going to have to eat a little bit of humble pie. To work with her again because she's not going to be able to trust them. No. And now she's going to have to be the person who tells him, I need you to take notes. Yeah. So if you want to share your own your own show predictions or let us know if we missed anything in the episode, use our hashtag DYSTM at YallPod on Twitter. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Do Y'all See This. We'll be posting on our Instagram at Do Y'all See This Pod, all one word, no space. If you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give us great feedback, reach out to us at Do Y'all See This Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen. All five stars. Thanks in advance. And thanks for listening to us. And we'll catch up with you next time. Bye. Bye.